Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Lord Commander Orc. How are you doing today, Orc? Studium hot. Yes, yes it is. I'm staying... Orkies are not made for this temperature. <laughs> How hot is it where you are? Uh, 98. I believe it's 104 today where I am. Uh, where I was at this weekend, we got to a high of 121. Jeez, I see. For anyone who doesn't know, I basically start losing function past about seventy. Like my ideal temperature is in the high fifties. So, you and Slagathor, you're both cold blooded. <laughs> well, if we were cold blooded, then we would need hot temperatures because our bodies wouldn't regulate the heat. Hence, why you overheat though. You got to get that you know right balance. She can't do sixty nine is good. Seventies too hot. Sixty eight is too cold. See, I, I like it to be even colder. I, I compromise with my lady because she likes it a little warmer, so we keep it at like 67 all the time, but I would like it even colder if it were up to me. So They say 65 is the optimal temperature. Yeah, but anyway, we're not here to talk about temperature, even though we want to bitch and complain about it. Uh, today, we're here to just do a little buckler, a little conversation about our thoughts on the Disney-Fox merger, right? That was what was on the docket. Yeah, figured <laughs> so, we'd... Uh talk about it because it's good and nerdy and also terrifying i mean we've kind of been talking about it on our own for a while now i've i've had you know, many thoughts on it and everyone's giving a think piece this is not going to be a think piece this is just like you shit so so what are your thoughts on it you're the one who uh you suggested the the topic so did you have something you want to say in particular well only that i'm really kind of split down the middle about the whole thing but I don't think it's going to be as bad as a lot of people are saying it's going to be. Yeah. Um, on the one hand, yeah, cool. All the Marvel toys are now in the same toy box. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, a bunch of people are going to lose their jobs. Yeah. Well, and, I, want to, I want to start off, before you continue any further, because um, you've already made a supposition that I don't necessarily agree with, which is uh, I know that you know, ink is on the paper and stuff, but that doesn't mean it's going to go through because this is a horizontal merger, which historically uh, runs into a lot of risk when it comes to, I don't know if it's trust or monopoly laws, but... Um, it's already it, passed that. Uh, see, I don't know about that. Like, it still needs to be... There, there's a whole lot of, like, paperwork still involved when it comes to how Congress sees it. Like, it, it hasn't been... I- Yes, Congress could stop it, but, you know, the Justice Department has ruled it okay. The shareholders have ruled it okay. Comcast, you know, backed out. I don't see much more stopping it. Uh, well, I guess that's a good point, but uh, I, was a, I was under the impression that, like, the House and the Senate still had to uh, – or, well, not had to, but they will – they could involve themselves because it's a horizontal merger. And historically, in the United States, horizontal mergers get a lot of scrutiny. And considering yeah, we already had the Verizon deal go through, and I think that was everyone's like the benchmark was. Well, if they you know put up a fuss for the Verizon deal, then they might they'll put it. Then we have to worry about Disney, but that one went through unopposed. All right, I will accept that, and then we can move on to the supposition that it will happen, which means that it'll give Disney access to at last estimate I read, forty percent of all video entertainment basically on the planet. Okay, not like video entertainment. That includes like a bunch of YouTube stuff, but like movies, television, stuff like that. That much of the content. Yeah, exactly. And they will own 65% of Hulu. Yeah, well, Disney plans to put out their own like streaming services as well, which is why they're planning to pull things off of Netflix, which is problematic. Yeah, the streaming wars have begun, folks, and 
I my bet says Hulu goes out first. See, it's it's a pain in the ass because like I don't want to have to ha- have four different streaming accounts to see all the things I want to see. I just I don't want to do that. So I I agree, but it's going to really come down to what I want to watch and what I'm waiting to wait for DVD release for. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, and it anyway, it's very important that this generation does not fall into the same traps of the bundling that we have with cable companies. Yeah. Okay, so assuming that all of the legal stuff is done and that it's going to happen, uh, the first thing that I want to mention is, and I've said this before on the podcast, but they should not, this is just my opinion, and you could have a different one, but they should not merge X-Men into Avengers Universe. Should not do it. Uh, Generally speaking, in the comics for Marvel, there are two universes, quote-unquote, the X-Men universe and the everything-else universe. And that's largely because the events and politics of the X-Men universe make all the other characters' lives far too complicated, so they just kind of keep them... They hand-wave them as being, like, separate things. They allow them to cross over sometimes, but, again, it's hand-waved away as don't think too much about it. So they... I don't think they should mix them at all. I don't know if they should. I know they will. And they've already kind of gone away towards setting up the X-Men with the events of Civil War and kind of having people go, I'm not sure I feel about how superheroes. And I think it was uh, Linkara who, you know, explained why mutants are treated different than superheroes in the Marvel Universe. And it's typically because superheroes, it's an accident. They're kind of gifted this power. And mutants, they're born into it. And people kind of resent that they have this power they were just given. And it wasn't so much an accident. And I kind of think they could go along that train of thought. Yeah, because the train you know, of thought is balance. so it's so flimsy. Because the main arguments that are presented against mutants in the comics and the movies have to do with things like, for example, oh, if you give everyone a nuke, you know, it's, it's the idea of like anyone can have this ridiculous amount of power, and that's dangerous. And that argument is a very compelling one, but that argument has nothing to do with where that power came from. I guess, and I guess, like I said, they've already kind of established it a bit with the setup of Civil War, and, you know, okay, well, we have these handful of people, and they have powers, and we've regulated them, but now when any Joe Schmo off the street can have powers, does it kind of change, and can you evolve that narrative to work? I mean, it's going to be tricky. It would be retconned so hard. I I don't know. I, I personally just think they're better off as separate things. On the other hand, the Fantastic Four should definitely be brought in. Slots and easy. Yeah, that's that's perfect, but uh, that's apparently less important than the X Men. So I know everyone wants to see like Wolverine with the X Men or some something like that. Which, here's yeah, what I like, want with X Men, and if they're smart, here's what they'll do: they will table Wolverine till ten, fifteen, twenty years down the line, and they will give us X twenty three because there is no baggage attached X twenty three right now. The only way I could see, I, first of all, I agree with you in general, but the and especially because Hugh Jackman is such an iconic actor for the role at this point. Uh, I mean, there's not really, there hasn't been another actor, but I, I mean, if you do that thing where it's like, look at superheroes and the actors who played them, only one actor has played Wolverine over the course of like what, and 12 Logan. movies or something like that? Not yeah. a lot, but still And a lot. Logan was such a good send-off. I mean, you're just gonna piss people off if you immediately bring in a new actor. You gotta let that one lie for a bit, and everyone wants Wolverine to team up with Captain America so the best way to do it is to have a female Wolverine 
score yourself some diversity points. Yeah, the only way I could see the quote-unquote merger working is actually the way they did with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, which is to take the same character but rework them to remove their mutant origins. So we could basically bring in the character with their personality and their power set, but ignore the whole mutant base, at least for the time being, because otherwise you have to retcon basically the entire universe for how that works. No, I think you just do whatever... You tie it in to Thanos' snap, and however they fix that, it changes, you know, something. Well, that's almost certainly going to be time travel related now that uh, Ant-Man's literally dropped the time vortex line. So Yeah, time travel's difficult, but the Russos seem really, really proud of Avengers 4, so, and I have faith in them. It's just, time travel gets real messy really fast. Yeah, but to be fair, like, Terminator 2 is still my, like, first masterpiece classic movie I ever saw. And but how many bad travel. Terminators are there? More than there are good ones, yes. Exactly. Time travel is messy. Be careful. True enough. So let's look at the real positive. Let's set aside the X-Men one, because that's its own thing. Doom is in the MCU. Dune or Doom? M or N? M. Doom as in... Dr. Doom. Oh, Dr. Doom. Okay, for some reason I was thinking of the video game Doom, so I was confused. Uh, Dr. Doom. No. (laughs) Hey, man, you you wouldn't want to see fucking Thor fighting the armies of hell. That'd be pretty awesome. So, oh, that, that's my idea of Ragnarok, but another time, another topic. Uh, yeah, Doom, as we've established before, is basically kind of inarguably the greatest comic book supervillain of all time. Maybe not the most... Like, if someone told me he's not the most compelling, like if they were more interested in Magneto because he's basically you know a Holocaust survivor and stuff, I can accept that. But Doom is the epitome, the, the pinnacle of what a comic book supervillain is. So, I mean, he should be like an Avengers villain. Yeah, no. After what they did with Thanos, I really think they could do Doom. Now, that said, I know this goes against all Hollywood logic. I don't want to see his face. Yeah. No, I, 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 I know that. that goes against Hollywood logic, and it's a great way that they used to screw the actors out of you know getting paid. But yeah. seriously... Do not show his face. Well, it's like, it's funny, because I know me and you are on the same page here, but I remember when Dread came out, I loved the fact that he never takes off his helmet in that entire movie. Because it's not about who Dread is as a person, it's about what he represents. And that's why, like, it mattered. I had at least one friend of mine who, who bitched about him not taking off his helmet. I'm like, then you don't understand Drudge Dread, the character. No. So, so, yeah, and hire a voice actor. You know, because you need someone with an impressive voice to do Doctor Doom. And yeah. I'm so excited. I don't even care about the Fantastic Four. I mean, I said when this first started, like, if they only don't get anything, but they can get Doctor Doom, I don't care. The rest of it is just gravy. Well, Darth Vader, it essentially, is what you're talking yeah. about. And, and for a long time, Vader and Doom have been compared for reasons I don't really understand. But Both big guys in cool suits armor that use some form of science magic. I guess, sure. It still seems flimsy to me, but whatever. It's yeah. all arbitrary. So what do you think about the price? I mean, do you hear how much Disney is paying for this? I heard it before, but I don't have it on my brain right now. How much? $74 billion. I mean, that sounds like a lot of money, but I have no idea. The amount of stuff that Disney owns is... The more 
I mean, I've said before on the podcast, but Disney is an outer god. I called it an elder god before, but I didn't understand that in Cthulhu mythos, elder gods actually things more like Zeus and you know Greco-Roman kind of stuff. Outer gods are the ones I meant, the things like uh, uh, Shugnigaroth and whatnot. And yeah, Disney is an outer god, okay? <laughs> so they, they just got tendrils in everything. I, I think I remember someone made a picture, or some group made a picture of all the companies that Disney owns, and it, it's just like a wall of dense squares where each square represents a different company. It's it's ridiculous the amount of reach Disney has. It's scary, and that's, let's just talk about the negative side. They just gained a monopoly, and I don't care what anyone says, monopolies are never good for people. That's why the game sucks so much. <laughs> well, also the game is played wrong most of the time, but that's besides the point. Uh, it depends on what you mean by monopoly. Like they, by pure legal definition, they don't have a monopoly. But like I said, forty percent of all uh, movie and television assets in the world is the majority stakeholder in one of the biggest streaming services. Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount of uh, control and influence in one company's hand. I think somebody did the numbers and said like seventy-five percent of the movies that came out this year would have been under the Disney banner with this merger, had this merger gone through last year. Yeah, and I definitely... It's a tough call because, like, having all of it under one roof means that they have a lot more control over what they can do, so there's a lot more likelihood that things that people want to see can happen because there's not as much legalese and deals and paperwork to go over. But it also means that we become essentially dependent on them for what we want, and they're in you know control of it. So it's it's a tough kind of decision, or not decision. It's a tough kind of situation to look at. Yeah, but the one thing I will say, and God bless people in their fickle nature, this could very well you know people decide they don't want what they're peddling, and then we move on to something different. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, mean, that's kind of what I hope. Who's going to be their primary competitor? Uh, is it still going to be Warner Brothers or? See, Warner Brothers is now owned by Verizon and Time Warner. Well, yeah, but I was saying, like, as a movie production company comes or movie and television. Well, see, here's the thing, and Disney's a great example. Disney painted themselves into this corner by screwing with the uh, uh, public domain laws. Mm-hmm. So they had to go and buy out everybody else to fill their gaps. Well, now yeah. that Disney owns all these things then any new ideas will still be outside their reach. So in time, Disney will eventually lose the control as somebody else comes up with new ideas because, well, they're not owned by Disney. Uh, we'll and see. The pots, the pots, you know, the silver lining you can try and find. Yeah, I mean, but the, problem, saying... the problem with that, what you're saying, I can is three, uh, uh, Mickey Mouse. Because Mickey Mouse, by uh, public domain laws should have been public domain in, like, the 70s. But yeah. just just like with Superman and Batman and DC, and I believe recently Spider-Man with Marvel, uh, maybe it wasn't Spider-Man, maybe it was the X-Men, I don't know. Point is, these companies have ways of essentially prolonging their copyright ownership on what should be public domain figures. So, Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that it's... Uh, I don't especially, know. I especially when Disney... People are going to crave original ideas. Especially when Disney owns half the money in the world. So, 
Actually, and I would say that's a bit of an exaggeration. Me and Stevie looked up the Fortune 500, and Disney was only like number um, like 120 on it or something like that. You know what number one was? As a side note, huh? Fucking Walmart. Really? Yeah, number Walmart was number one on the 2017 Fortune 500 list when we looked it up. They got a lot more power than I thought. I kind of thought they were weaker than that. Yeah, no. Apparently, they just like. They're they're quiet about it now. I think they had such a bad reputation for a few years that they've just been like quietly amassing their power. But anyway, we're not oh. here to talk about Walmart. So there's nothing good to be said about Walmart. But well, I also think well, I also think that the me and me and Steve were talking about it, and we think that that list. And correct me, anyone who knows the Fortune 500 better than I do, we think that that list doesn't count for subs, uh, like sub companies. It's saying that the the company that is this name, like oh. Walmart Incorporated. So. Because like if you count all of Disney's subsidiaries, it should I think be a much higher than you know it was. But I don't think it did, I don't think it did count. So. Yeah, but so I guess the real question is: You think with all this, you're gonna buy and subscribe to the Disney streaming service? Uh, I want to say no, but you know, I can't really say that because once I see you know at the end of the day, I'm probably only gonna have one streaming service, maybe two, and it's gonna be the ones that give the most uh, things I want to see, right? Yeah. So That's you know, where we're at. We keep it down to two, but they kind of hooked me with uh, a new season of Clone Wars. Yeah. That was an uh, awesome show. I liked, I liked Rebels. I didn't watch a whole lot of it, but I like what I saw, and Clone Wars is fine. So, All right. but, so I guess, you know, let's, let's end on a fun note. What is the biggest crossover, you know, between the current MCU and the new MCU you want to see? i.e. your Logan, Captain America, Hulk, Juggernaut, etc., etc. Well, color me a uh, boring, but I just want to see a good Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> that's, that's all I want. Fantastic Four is, <laughs> is a lot more important than people think it is because you know, they haven't been important for a long time. Because they're, they're know, boring. I disagree with that. I feel like the Fantastic Four are... You know, they're, they're America's first super family, essentially. And... I love the idea, personally, if I was making a Fantastic Four movie, I love the idea of having them actually time travel so that they are literally a family from the 50s so that we can deal with them being those character archetypes in the modern day. But Yeah, the movie Bob Pitch, which was perfect. Exactly. Well, not perfect, but a good starting point. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that, you know, that, that first Fantastic Four movie wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good either. And I... I just want to see Fantastic Four done properly. I'm not even a Fantastic Four fan, really. I just think that they deserve it. Like, they're a steeple, you know? It's like like when I see shitty Superman movies. It's like, whether you like Superman or not, he's a goddamn icon, and it's just depressing when his movies are not good. For me, anyway. Yeah, I'm on the mind. If you had one good movie, I'm pretty much happy, and I'm willing to move on. Like, Iron Man was a C-lister, and because... You know, we weren't wasting time trying to honor these big people. We got to have some kick-ass Iron Man movies. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying is that Superman has his good movie back in, like, the 70s. So even though there are bad ones, it's just depressing. It's not like a travesty. But there has oh, not been... You need a new Superman. Yeah, but there has not been a good Fantastic Four movie. Not one that properly, no. like, adapts the Fantastic Four. So Yeah, I'm... Like I said, my money says Secret Invasion is on the docket. Sure. I mean, once you introduce once you introduce Miss uh, Captain Marvel in general, then and I want it to be a big lead up event. 
I want, you know, each, I want it to be an Avengers level event, and I want each Marvel movie preceding it to have some Easter egg referring to, you know, the scrolls hidden somewhere. And I think, you know, if you have the complete universe, let's go buck wild. Okay. We've got all the characters now. If I'm, can I put something forward? I'm not saying I necessarily want this, but um, we've been talking about, I think, very conventional stuff, just like Marvel stuff. But if we're going to talk about, say, Disney owning all these properties and a crossover with a non-Marvel property that's more crazy, like, hear me out, Guardians of the Galaxy mixing with Predators and Aliens. See, I was thinking, I don't think Predators and Aliens, like Avengers versus Predator would be interesting. Nah, you, I think you just want Guardians because that's all already in space. So now I don't know how you mix I feel those totally tones. Totally, it'd be too disjointed. Well, that's what I I just said is I don't know how you mix those tones, but that's something I would be like. I'm not saying it even work. I'm just saying that that'd be balls out crazy, and I'd be interested to see it attempted. So well, you all know my thoughts on the current state of Guardians of the Galaxy, so I won't go into that. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know. But let let us hear in the comments what the craziest crossover between these two properties that you want to see. I like I said, I think Hulk versus you know. Well, I'm not sure who Hulk for Hulk versus Juggernaut would be kind of cool to see, just to answer the the question. Well, in all fairness, Juggernaut's power comes from a god in the comics, so. Uh... Well, Marvel's kind of avoided the whole big G term up yeah, until they... very recently. Thor Ragnarok, yeah, but that's what I want to say. If anyone in the com if in the comments, don't tell us. Uh, I'm not interested necessarily in like what do you think will be the best crossover, which would be something like. Like we're talking about, like you know, Fantastic Four and the Avengers. What do you think is the craziest, most interesting one using something that is not at all related to like what Disney already has? Like that's what I want to know. What are some of the the possibilities that are insane? Yeah, because they picked up like Fox had a lot of stuff. Technically, I mean, we could see a Simpsons Avengers crossover, which would make a lot of sense. Would also be really weird. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's not as interesting, but that's kind of saying they own a lot of stuff now. Actually, now, I'm, I'm thinking more of, like, um, Simpsons and Gravity Falls. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, Simpsons and, you know, some of Disney's animated stuff could be interesting. Like, Mickey meets the Simpsons. Oh, boy. Which, by the way, if you didn't know, uh, the entirety of Gravity Falls on DVD came out recently. I'm going to pick yep. it up myself soon. So, if you don't know... I'm right there. Right from you. I want that collector's edition. And I want the new book he's got out. All right. And I want Tug and Talk's Megulock, but they haven't made that yet. <laughs> Gravity Falls is amazing. Uh, yes, do you have do you have any final thoughts on uh, this little conversation about the, the merger and stuff? Yeah, the one that's been, I've been hearing people say since this is announced, they're not going to make Deadpool PG-13. Disney likes money. Deadpool makes money. They're not going to screw with what makes money. Ulrich is correct about that. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm I will say... I will say, even if they did make Deadpool PG-13, it's not the end of the fucking world. I've seen Deadpool uh, work in PG-13. It's fine. The Deadpool's not funny because he curses and kills you know, people brutally. Those are f interesting things, but Deadpool as a character is interesting for reasons beyond that. And to say that pulling him out of R would like ruin him or make it not work is I think undervaluing him as a, uh, an intellectual property personally. Yeah. I think it'd be hilarious if they put out, you know, a promo where after this goes through and, you know, Deadpool goes through all his Deadpool things and they have a Disney exec going, Nope, sorry. You can't say that. What do you mean? I can't say that. And those swords can't have the swords. What? 
and the guns, sorry, no guns, and just kind of, you know, play up this whole, you know, Disneyfication of Deadpool and then have it end going, did you really think we were going to do that? You're stupider than we thought. Uh, yeah. In a similar note, by the way, um, I know later on this year, Wreck-It Ralph 2 comes out, and I feel like yeah. that... I feel like that is just Disney flexing at this point, seeing... That's uh, Disney wasting a concept. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I feel like, looking at it, it's going to be essentially what the Emoji movie wanted to be, but with a, a better base and better people behind it. Anyway, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm just saying that like the idea of essentially throwing all their IP into a movie is kind of already happening, so... Uh, I feel like I'm making the joke, but eventually Disney will make the movie which is just everything, everything combined. Yeah. Well, once they own all of, you know, the world and Walt Disney comes out of, you know, his cryogenic stasis to take his position as a king of Earth, then we'll probably get that. So, well, at least it'll be a, you know, I was going to say bright world, but not the way things are going. It's uh a small world after all. Anyway, thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Please leave a comment down below if there is anything you'd like to hear in a future podcast, or if you vehemently disagree with anything we've said, go for it. I don't care. We are now on Twitter and Patreon. We'll put links in the thingamabob below. And as always, this has been Axel Wright. And Lord Commander Ulrich. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay honorable.